Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NFT Art History. I am NFT Logan, and I'm going to be joined by our guy, JLDR. Today, we're going to be talking about a recently discovered NFT on uh, on Namecoin back in 2011. That's the blockchain Namecoin. It's called Punicode. Has been recently discovered, and our NFT archaeologist JL, the artist, will break it all down after just a quick second. We'll see you then. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for that amazing intro, NFT Logan. That's right. We are discussing art and we are back on this episode. I am leaning into my NFT archaeology passion, something that I've been wanting to talk about for about a week now. It emerged around January the, tw the 16th. So we've been thinking about it. I've been talking about it with some of my other NFT archaeologist people, and we just wanted to bring to you a quick explanation of what this find is and show you the basics of how you could acquire this find because there are ones that are still available. So this is a pretty interesting thing. Now, I'm just prefacing this. This is a highly interesting but fairly technical explanation. So I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to leave lots of great links in the description so that you can go back and you can f follow everything step by step and go through and you can acquire your own puny code on the Namecoin platform. So just getting back to the top, we're going to let someone who has put all their time and effort into explaining it on a Twitter thread, and we are going to explain that Twitter thread, and I will preface different parts of the thread with things that you might not understand or things that are, um, are maybe newer concepts, and I will also expand and show you how you can attach this and you can make sure that you're getting a true and accurate picture of what you're you're working on and then finally i'll show you the landscape of what's going on with these puny codes and exactly how the nft archaeology community has received this information and what they've done with it since they found out so here we go we're going to go into this pretty quickly but it's got a good amount of information so i just wanted to basically read through it and for everybody watching our live video you can see our twitter thread here from at devoted and if you're listening to the podcast i'll give lots of great descriptions so that you can understand what it is that we're seeing if there are any graphics related to it but thankfully for this one since we're talking about namecoin that started back in 2011 then i am pretty excited to say that what we're showing you is really centered around text and around um, the idea of using text to create images. So you're not really missing anything in the um, in the visuals if you're listening to the podcast version. All right, so DevotedWare, and I'm just going to read through some of this. So this is all coming from at DevotedWare, who is an amazing NFT archaeologist, who also is one of the people who really helped to find and and bring out this amazing find in puny codes so i'm going to read from the top he says all right dgens time to kick off 2022 with a discovery in the historical nft land p.s this one starts in 2011 so real quick we're going to check this out for those who i'm going to continue to quote devoted where 
For those who don't know, Namecoin is the first altcoin that was created back in 2011. It's a fork of Bitcoin, basically a decentralized name service. Some of you may be familiar with Namecoin assets like Twitter eggs and blockheads that are being traded over on Emblem Vault. Before we go further, some of you may be wondering whether Namecoin assets are NFTs or not. Well, let's let Vitalik Buterin give his answer from the Ethereum white paper. And quote from the Ethereum white paper, the ownership of an underlying physical device, smart property, non-fungible assets such as domain names, quote, name coin, as well as more complex applications involving having digital assets being directly controlled by a piece of code implementing arbitrary rules or blockchain-based um, organizations. So what we are talking about here is Vitalik Buterin's reference to Namecoin in the Ethereum white paper as a non-fungible asset. So he is qualifying that he that you know um, from his perspective when he wrote the white paper that the development of what we eventually would call NFTs that Namecoin assets do fall under that category. So now continuing to the quote devoted where. Now back to the discovery. Almost all of the Namecoin assets that had been had been in a a media file like an image. Uh, attached to their metadata have already been registered like eggs. However, there's a lot of unregistered assets in the Namecoin platform, some historically significant, some not. He references assets like Test and Umbrella from the XCP counterparty platform have shown us that an asset does not necessarily need a media file attached to be valuable and that there are many ways via uh, which significance of an asset can be portrayed. So, Today at 5:30 p.m. UTC, Devoted got a DM from at n11stic saying that he had been digging the Namecoin chain and found something quite interesting. Now there have been many assets created on Namecoin, starting with the first one ever, D forward slash Bitcoin April 2011. Up these assets, many meaningful ones have already been renewed, and uh, some others were left. But the code they show on the screen for that, for example, on the example code, it says D forward slash XN dash dash eight VH one D nine FTIAA. Okay, just like he said, that sounds like gibberish. Well, he found out by talking to this other um, NFT archaeologist, which I'm going to start calling him a nihilist or nihilist because I think that's how it's pronounced for him. Um, it reminded him of the concept of puny codes. For those who don't know, puny code is a type of encoding language usually used for internet host names. Now, when he ran that code I just mentioned through the puny code converter, it produced what looks like a picture of a syringe for him. So he says, my mind was blown to pieces. The fact that people back in 2011 were using an encoding language to turn symbols, emojis, etc. into the blockchain made me go like mind blown. And that there are many of these available right now. And then he says, no, me and Sir Nihilist have not registered most of them on purpose. Now, let's get, let's get down to how you can register these. On the real, this is the on the ground how you do it. Number one, you need to go to namecoin.org forward slash downloads forward slash betas and download the Electrum wallet. It's best to run it on Windows and it's best to run the version 4.0.0b0. 
So just letting you know that it is easier to do what I'm telling you to do here on a Windows-based PC. So just letting you know that ahead of time, that it works better for that. Because we're talking about some pretty... Um, some some older code that was all created, you know, quite a while back. So then, number three, you take the list of all the assets from namebrow.se. You find the ones that are still expired because you need to register an expired Namecoin asset in order to claim it. You Number five, you decode them using the PunyCoder, and, which is punycoder.com. Number six, you go open your Electrum wallet, go to view, show address, click on the address tab, copy your address, and then load some uh, NMC coin from an exchange. So now once you've done all those, all of those things, the next thing that you can do is you can take and load, once you've loaded the NMC cryptocurrency into your wallet, click on buy names on tab on, a, on the Electrum wallet. Enter the names that have expired that you want to renew, check the availability, register na the name, hit OK, enter your password, and voila, you own an NMC asset. So that's pretty exciting. It is very, I, I realize, highly technical. So if you're listening to our podcast, I highly encourage you to come over and look at the video version over on YouTube, on Twitter, or on um, Twitch so that you can join us over there and you can look at what I'm showing you from Devotedware. But also, if you are just want to follow along with the podcast and, and uh, specifically, just look at the description in the podcast and click on the link that I will leave in there so that you can uh, get to these exact um, you can get to these exact resources. So Devoted continues. Now that you have uh, now you can use Emblem Vault to trade the assets if you choose to. Um, hats off to Niles for the, having the foresight to find the assets. Um, we, on purpose, have only renewed a small amount and left others for everyone else, which is very cool. Think about that. They found this amazing find, and they could have, between the two of them, just went ahead and just captured all of those finds and just held on to them. But they chose to put a public thread out, tell the community about this highly, highly interesting asset, and then let the community decide if they want to join in and grab their own puny code from the Namecoin thing. So shout out to all of them, and shout out to all the NFT archaeologists out there that want people to get in on these assets and want people to understand them. So they, they put their, their archaeology hat on instead of their collector hat, as it would be. So um, real quickly, he's going to say, do these have value? The answer is, I don't know. The only market, only the market will tell us over time. But by definition, these are NFTs. So why not get some 2011 to 2015 assets just for the history of it? Note, not financial advice. And so we're going to say that too. You know, none of this is financial advice, but it is pretty cool. And if you have the ability to access these um, these assets, then you know it might be a cool thing to go ahead and get a hold of. So just. Really quickly, that's you know where his thread begins to end because there's a lot of interesting things still happening, and you know it's a it's a really just a really cool way of doing things. So what has happened since then is a uh, Puny Codes um, Twitter account has been started, most likely by the same fellas that um, that found the asset, and they started a Discord channel so that you could go into that chain that Discord channel and you could talk about the various um, Puny Codes that you've found or that you are you know, that you're trying to get a hold of. So as I scroll down through here, I wanted to just flash through and, and show kind of like the quantity and what was going on with that. So 
just letting you know, there are, as we know it, as of today, there are 3,255 puny code assets on the name chain block. So if you look at this chart, it shows how many were created in what year. There were 85 created in 2011. On, at the height of creation in 2015, there were 1,659 of these assets created. But then by 2017, only another 43 assets had been created. So this was something that was very popular and had a lot of interest with some highly technical people. But as things went further and further along from 2017 and then into 2018, when there was a really big crypto crash of about 80% across the board, there, the uh, development of this kind of started to to wane and started to um, to become thought, you know, lost in time, as it were. So as we scroll through here, there's one more document that's really cool that I want to show you, and it's how to verify a puny code before you purchase it. So I'm going to actually pull up this exact document because I want to show you all the the ways you know that you can keep yourself safe if you decide to grab a, a puny code. So I'm going to pull this hip here. Okay, so here are the steps to verify a puny code before purchase. So it's very important that you go through all of this to make sure that you're getting the exact thing that you think that you are getting. So again, thank you so much for listening to this highly technical explanation. And as we get to the end of this, I will show you something that's much easier to understand that you can jump right in on. But I wanted to make sure to show this extremely awesome find in the world of NFT archaeology. So here are the steps to verify a puny code before purchase. And this is um, assuming that you are purchasing from a wrapped puny code on the Emblem Vault platform over on OpenSea. This is the specific steps that we're talking about for, for checking out an Emblem Vault. So this is not a way of verifying that it exists. That detail is actually in those first steps that I told you about. You'll be able to verify that, that you're able to obtain one directly from Namecoin using that method. This method is for people who would like to acquire one without going to Namecoin, without figuring all that out. They, they want to just go over to the Emblem Vault, which is an Ethereum-based marketplace item, and they just want to find something that they like that way. So first, ensure that you're on the correct Emblem Vault collection with a huge sales volume. Basically, make sure you're not on a fake collection. That is a step one kind of idea when it comes to any NFT collection. Make sure you're on the right page. So step two, search puny codes and look for the year of registration and then and the mint of the asset that you like. So for example, the one here is, is the word gold in Japanese, potentially Chinese. I'm not actually sure, so forgive me for that. And it was translated from puny code into those two kanji so that those represent gold. So you look at that, that particular item. Step three, at the bottom of the description, there's a hyperlink that says view this NFT on emblem.finance. Tap on that. This is very important because it's going to show you what is inside of the emblem vault. And what you want to see inside that emblem vault is the exact asset you expect to see. So then four, you're going to see the emblem.finance vault. And you're going to click on view NFT. And then it's a little blurry on my screen. But if you look on the left side of my screen here, it's showing you what the emblem vault looks like and what the assets inside of the emblem vault look like. So that's what you're going to be looking for there. So then step five, you're going to, it's going to take you, this will take you to namebrow.se, a Namecoin Explorer. There, look for A, the registration. This is your first mint. And then note, Assets minted from 2011 to 2017 are only part of the Puny Codes collection and not later mints as per consensus. Then B, 
name. This is your asset name. Copy the letters in the forward slash. So I, I know this is highly technical, but just bear with me for just a couple more steps. Step six, after copying the name of the after the extension, i.e. the value after the forward slash, search it on a puny code converter like namebase.io. And in number seven, your asset should display the way that you expect it. And if you look on the right side there, those two kanji were the ones that match up to the one that you expect. So here's a real quick informational thing about what is and isn't a puny code. The puny code, the puny code encoding language follows a structure of xn dash dash as asset as assets without that are not puny code. So that's just something to make note is that the formatting, like I said, this is highly technical, but the formatting is exceptionally important and it has to follow that format to be a puny code. And then finally, what are puny codes? Back in 2011, a few pioneers in the blockchain space used an encoding language called Punicode to encode various forms of art as non-fungible assets into the Namecoin blockchain. In hindsight, this gave birth to one of the first NFT collections in the history of cryptographic collectibles, Punicodes. Note, Namecoin is a DNS, which is a domain name service, and thus assets need to be renewed every nine months. So what you do, and this is the last um, caveat to, um, to having these items and keeping them uh, current, is that you need to keep a small amount of NC, NMC cryptocurrency in your emblem vault, which will auto-renew as long as it's in there. And if you have one NMC, that'll auto-renew it for five years, and 10 M NMC will auto-renew it for 50 years. So that's something to check out. There is a QR code. If you're watching our live broadcast, then you can scan that QR code and you can join the PuniCodes Discord. So that is just incredible. So as we go through and we finish through that, Mr. Logan Landers um, is a highly technical subject, a lot of interest in what's going on with these. What What are your takeaways from me explaining the uh, PuniCode on Namecoin? Yeah, and like you said, this is still pretty fresh, right? Like you said, uh, just a couple of days ago is when this really started to take off. And it's crazy that we're seeing, like you said, you know, with you being an archaeologist and all with all the, the NFT culture, you know, we, we've talked about stuff from back in, you know, 2011, 2012, 2014, uh, and so on and so forth. And it's just, it's crazy to believe that, you know, 11 years ago now is when we're starting to see early traces of this. And, uh, it, it's pretty, it's wild for me to see that this was kind of the, the beginning, right? One of the first things uh, out there with this kind of technology. And now that uh, we're, we're seeing that it's growing more and more, and it's just another piece in this NFT puzzle that we're all going through right now. And uh, it, it's really, it, it's kind of, it's revolutionary. And I, I like the, you know, you did a great job of breaking it all down, even though it was a very technical subject, but someone's got to do it right. You did a great job. Thank and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how this is going to go uh, move forward in the future. Absolutely. And yeah, I really appreciate the, your feedback there. And so the last thing I want to flash is the Emblem Vault. This is the Ethereum Emblem Vault. I'm showing you the OpenSea uh, market platform, and I'm showing you the Emblem Vault inside of that. So just keeping in mind what I'm showing you now is where people, very um, very skilled people, including myself in the NFT archaeology field and many others who are exploring the field, have taken a separate thing that allows you to take assets like Namecoin and to do a process called wrapping them. And when you wrap an item onto Ethereum, what you do is you, you 
encapsulate the data and the ownership of the item along with a code that will allow it to exist over on the Ethereum blockchain. So again, I'm, I know we're highly technical today, but this is a great exploration of these highly technical ideas so that if you are you know, deep in this world, hope that this is your, something you're finding and enjoying. And if it's something you're not deep into, then you get a good view of what the more technical side of NFT archaeology and exploring all these assets is about. So I'm just going to flash through. What I've done is I have typed in puny code as a search criteria here on Emblem Vault. This is just the same thing they mentioned to do. And then are the items, there's 68 of them right now that have been wrapped using Emblem Vault on Ethereum to show puny codes over on the OpenSea platform. So as I flash through this, if you see that they look different, that's because, and this is one more technical aspect, with Emblem Vault, you get to choose the image that represents your overall vault, no matter what is inside of it. So therefore, people have come up with some standard graphics that they've been using so that they can display these puny codes in a way that looks consistent so that people, when they go to search and decide if they want to collect one of these items, that they already have a consistent graphic to be looking for so that they're able to acquire that. So I'm just flashing through here. You can see that there's a lot of um, words on Namecoin. There are emojis. There are phrases. I see three monkeys together as an emoji. I see, uh, um, you know, uh, don't, you know, look, listen, no, don't look, don't listen, don't talk, you know, monkeys. Um, I see three dollar signs. I see just a big circle. There's a lot of things in here. So as as you look through this, and these look so primitive, just for that point, back in 2011, we were experimenting with trying to figure out how to tokenize items that we had never even tried before. So a lot of this is the earliest version of cryptographic art and cryptographic collections and cryptographic um, tokenization of items. So when you look through this, you know, these are not, um, they're not drawings, they're not images, they are puny codes that have been turned into art. So this is one of the most, the most old and um, revered structures of this over on the name coin. So, you know, as we as we finish out today, you know, I'm so excited and so glad to be able to illustrate this and show this to you. And it's, it's you know, one of those subjects that, you know, as an NFT archaeologist, that I get to explore things like this all the time. And Jude, just letting you know, too, I'm currently working on three other discoveries that I'll be bringing to you here on the show in the next few weeks that I am ex so excited to bring you. I'm hoping to bring on the creators of those various projects as well and talk even more about amazing NFT archaeology and more of the expressions of old items coming out that we did not know about or things that had been lost through the ages but so, similar to stuff like puny codes. So thank you so much for listening to our explanation of the Namecoin asset puny code. And please let me know if you decide to acquire a puny code. And let me know again, too, what you thought of our explanation here when we're exploring NFT archaeology like this. Because I love exploring this and I love showing the technical aspects of it. But I want to make sure that you got all the information you need to make an informed decision about what these assets are. So thank you so much for that. And I'm just going to flash this one kind of funny graphic that I thought people would find pretty interesting. 
It's showing the uh, applying a collector's mindset to NFTs, history and scarcity in the digital antiquities market. And then somebody has added this um, magnifying glass with a puny code uh, on the far uh, right side. That that magnifying glass goes all the way to 2011, where things really began. And in the and that's just uh, the reason they did that is because this particular chart I've seen a lot of times, you know, um, by White Rabbit one 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 one, who is another just incredible NFT archaeologist, someone who's surfaced so many amazing projects. But you know, you look from twenty eleven through twenty sixteen, and it's thought that there were less than ten collectible NFT projects that were ever made between that time. And then in twenty seventeen, there were you know thought to be around twenty um, collectible NFT projects. In 2018, you had hundreds, hundred, literally hundreds, and then from 2019 through 2021, that was the absolute explosion. And of course, 2021 was the absolute turning point for NFTs as it comes to uh, mainstream collectors knowing about them. So, you know, just showing you that where puny codes exist on this timeline is at the absolute beginning. So that's another reason that people are very excited about this find and excited to see that there is art attached to the find in the form of these puny codes. And, you know, as some pieces of, of art and some are, you know, emoji based and, you know, finding that early, early asset like that is just something very exciting for all of us as NFT archaeologists. So as we round out, thank you so much for all of your interest in NFT archaeology. Make sure you keep listening and watching our show every single week because I will be surfacing three additional collections that no one is talking about that I look at Twitter every day and no one knows about this but but me and my team right now. And we are really excited because we've been talking to the developers of the original projects. We've been working with them to get their you know all of their assets together. And we're really excited to continue to explore NFT archaeology here on our show discussing art. So for our entire team, including our co my co-host Logan Landers, I am Jeremiah Long, a.k.a. JL the Artist, host here at Discovering Arts. And we've been discovering today the Namecoin NFT platform that allows people to create what are called puny codes, which could be some of the very first art NFTs ever to be produced in the crypto world. Thank you so much, and we'll be back with another episode of Discussing Art.